Hello, everybody, and welcome back to today's very productive episode of Jace Bellerin Must Die. We have before us a murder to perform, uh, but to do so, uh, we need a plan. And I think we landed on fake janitors, I think is the, is that where we, where we decided to go? I think the first step is reconnaissance <laughs> that right. into a maybe fake janitor type situation. Yeah. Depends on if he has them, because if he doesn't have janitors, that'd be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, generally, uh, one would have uh, like cleaning staff rather than janitors. Um, yeah, but... I get it. You want us all to be in maid outfits. We're, we'll get ha- there. I mean, you have those. <laughs> we They're have available. Maid outfits. You have them, right? They're so cute. Wait, so gonna let it happen naturally. Now, what you what you really need is you want the kid. To be having like a birthday party or a whatever, like an orcish bar mitzvah, and then cater the party as the cafe employee. I there, there's a there's an angle for it. I thought you I thought you were gonna say like get hired as, as the, like the latest idol group, and then I was like, oh yeah, I watched one K-pop song. I'm ready. <laughs> So you know you know where Zlatek Ironclad works because it's in the same police apparatus as your sister uh, Road. Um, you don't really know. I don't think like what exactly it is that he does. Like he's not a cop in the go out and bust crime kind of way. Like he's not part of that column. I don't think uh, he's more like a lawyer. Uh, I think he was Sova column, um, and uh, and he's a big deal. Um, because we saw him at that at that event, right? And he was like a major player there. Uh, you know where he lives, right? I think you know where his house got is. The address. Yeah. I think his address was in the burn book. Mm-hmm. So that's right. Yes, because he was. That's right. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So you have you know where he lives. You know his family. You know where he works. And uh, you also know that there is a secret underground. Jace Bellerin cult slash sex club thing that he's got that he attends sometimes. What's the name of the sex club, I wonder. What's that? What's the name of the sex club? Like, oh, yeah. We'll think about it in Zoom backstage. You please. Oh, boy. Please <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that's, that's what you know. Uh, what do you want to do? How do you want to get at this guy? I, th- I think that we should spend some time surveilling um good old the good old spy way let's spend three to four days like let's see when the staff changes in the house let's see when he leaves for work and when he gets back let's learn a bit about this guy so we cannot get caught that sounds good to me okay so a surveillance a surveillance plan all right. Uh, who is doing what in this operation of surveilling the home of Zlatek Ironclad? Uh, that's going to be Road and myself. We're going to go uh, view Zlatek's home primarily and then have Tech and uh, Winnegar go view the police station, yeah. um, partly because uh, Road and Trevor cannot be seen at the police station at all. Yeah. And also... Um, as TK wonderfully brought up, uh, they mentioned that if there are cops around, Tack is less likely to kill Winnegar. So, 
<laughs> Plus, Tack doesn't know this, but Winnegar's best friends with all the cops. That's mm-hmm. true. Yes. Yeah. So Winnegar is is going into a you're moving from a less certain position to a more certain one because you're you're buds with the. Uh, yeah. Every yeah. With Dovin Van. Yeah. Rising star in the Azoria Senate. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I swear to God, every single cop's gonna like open the door for him and be like, excuse me, sir. And Tech's gonna be like, what the fuck? <laughs> I think I'm trying to think about the timeline. Okay. Yeah. So all the all the chaos that's happening in the Golgari is in the swarm is happening underground. None of that's like spilled over or anything. Um so there's probably some division of the Azorius that is like focused on keeping an eye on that, but it hasn't affected the service world yet. Um, so if you go to precinct one, I think by this point, it's been long enough since the fire that things have kind of returned to normal, uh, which is to say high security, uh, because it's precinct one is always like that. And then, um, yeah, just like ornithopters, ornithopters all over the place. Um, so, yeah, let me tell me, tell me. So Torgor and Rode, you have to be careful about getting spotted in this, this neighborhood. What are you doing to avoid that? Pass without a trace. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, put a, what's it called? A, I rolled this before we went to break, but I did a new disguise. Self. Oh, I see it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Let me show everybody. Um mm-hmm. Okay, so Torgor, what are you what are you disguised as, or is it just disguised as not Torgor? Uh, I think in this move, in the neighborhood that we're going in, a Silesian like kind of uh, just like guard, no, maybe not a Silesian guard, but like a Silesian um, enclave member, someone who mm-hmm. like could pass as being of order and of also nature. Yeah, so you you would have um like white linen like mm-hmm. robes um probably like a like a bead a beaded like necklace. Uh are you if you bring your your weapons along, uh you will have to find an excuse for carrying them as well. Um what like what gear do you bring with you? Um I think um what's it called Torgor just brings um, his rapier. Okay. Yeah, I think I, I like, and it's just on his hip, like sort of like I think it. I can, yeah. I can also hold that for you if you would like. Oh, I would prefer that. Yes, I, and actually, my less than my rapier, my hammer. I think that would be the bigger thing. Then, and I'm weak. <laughs> <laughs> Your hammer is so huge, and I'm a minus one. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, so from what uh, Torgo remembers from his ex uh, Irinya <laughs> that like he because she was in uh, the Silesian like she she was a Silesian guild member so like yeah. the idea of walking in a certain manner um, if anything Oh God! I w- no disguise self can't really work on weapons. Uh, or like if I used my disguise kit. I yeah, say- you're making a roll with your disguise kit would allow you to disguise like one weapon as something else. A rapier is pretty hard to disguise. It's just that big basket hilt, and yeah. like, but like you could disguise uh, like a. Can um, I disguise my maul as an ornate walking stick? 
perchance? The mall, I mean, the bottom part of the mall looks like a walking stick, and then the big, heavy, smashing part of the end is the right. hard part to... Uh, covering it, it's a 15, so it's not great, but covering it with, like, moss and, like, some, like, bark and things like that. To you make could it make look- it look like a Silesnian sledgehammer rather yes. than the blood-stained mess, and that that's fine. Like, people go yeah. around with weapons all the time in Ravnica. Sure. It's a dangerous place. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, so... What's funny is that, Torgor, you are now dressed like your ex always wanted you to dress, right? <laughs> like, you're, you're, you, you look at yourself in the mirror at uh, the roses. Do vampires' houses have mirrors in them? <laughs> no. You're looking at yourself at the back of a spoon. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, and you look... Uh, Not yeah, one of my spoons. So, chat, chat brings up a good point. Um, did you get a chance to grab your mall? Because it was it was tangled up in the rigging, oh, so I don't I don't oh, actually yeah. have it. I maybe don't a moot point. have my mall anymore, guys. Mm. Okay, well, um, let me update my thing to say not active. Yeah. Got left behind. Yeah, got left behind. Oh no. Uh, I'm not disguising like, the guildless. It's fair to say that like the guildless are just kind of like the paint no, on the sure. wall of Ravnica, right? Yeah, they are the they are the the trudging gray clad extras in the background. Um, it, they're I don't think that it's like they're not. It's not like being in a guild is a privileged position, and that most people are guildless. I think to be guildless, you have to actually be like an objector. Like you have to be like, no, I refuse all the guilds, or like get kicked out of your guild and not be able to join another one. Like they're they're pretty much the dregs of society. Um, yeah, cool. I'm into it. I'm wearing like a turtleneck <laughs> and like a hood, <laughs> just to like uh, minimize the jellyfish aspect of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, that I'm still in my like sad. I honestly think she's maybe gone. Like, is wearing sweatpants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Fashion like joggers, but still a real low for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, is in sweatpants. Um, <laughs> this is a great outfit: a hoodie, a turtleneck, sweatpants, and I assume Crocs probably of some kind. <laughs> she would die for <laughs> Uggs then, or no? I don't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, um. She's just walking yeah. around wearing a labelless pumpkin spice latte, just holding it. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. You're just basic enough to blend into the background. Okay, so you're you're not your disguise is less like less like an actual disguise and more like just using pastel trace to make sure people look around and past you instead of at you. Okay, now you only have an hour for pastel trace. So do you want to get into position and then use it? For yeah, the stakeout like or seven key points. That's so true. All, yeah. I can always recharge if like mm-hmm. surveillance what we're doing. Mm-hmm. That so that's three hours that I can get us. Nice. In and okay. Out I think uh, I would like to get someplace nearby that has either like a fire, like a rooftop view of their facility before we like duck into an alley and then. Uh, pass the better. Yeah. Case. So Zla- yeah. Zlatek ironclad, and and it's just is it just the two of you doing the the surveilling? Yeah, we're just the two at the house, and then okay. the other two. Are okay. So for, yeah, for you two along the way. Uh, uh, yeah, good. Along the way. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, Torgor just like looks at Road and be like, and, and I get it. I look good in the outfit. That's that's not the point. It just doesn't feel. <laughs> 
you know, it just feels like she wanted me to be something I wasn't. It, oh it, like, there are all these sad photos of like you and Arena on her Instagram, and you're like dressed up in this like hippie thing, and she's smiling, and it's clear that Toro's trying to look comfortable but just can't do it. Oh, like, like, yeah. <laughs> see, I you could tell like pulling it up on my crystal. You see, you can tell. I just. <laughs> Yeah, you don't look happy. I didn't. I wasn't. I mean, I mean, this is okay because this. I I know I'm doing this disguise. You know what I mean? Like that one felt. What was your relationship with disguise too? I ask myself that most days. I'll be honest. Where's that champagne? (laughs) Come on. Don't don't worry. I got I got got some steak out wine. We'll be okay. And some steak. I, so I wonder about that. I don't think we talked about this briefly that Ravnica has minotaurs, but it does not have cows. There are no cows. So it'd be like crunch steak and a crunch is like kind of a like a lizard kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think. What about I mean, I know there's like oxes and rams. Well, but, and I don't, like I, but I don't think there are is the thing. I think oh. there are like weird fantasy things that are kind of like those things, but yeah. they're not right. Like, I don't think they're like dogs and cats in a traditional sense, but there are like weird magic alien looking things that are like dogs or like mm-hmm. cats. Are there eggs? I mean, yeah, they're egg laying things for sure. It's just checking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Looking up Ravnican beasts right now. Well, the thing is, it's hard. It's hard with a setting like this, because if it's not good enough to warrant or interesting enough to warrant a magic card. Yes. It's hard to find information about it because it's like we don't know if. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool, though. Um, Okay, so uh, the two of you are uh, you're in you're you're on your way here and you're in the neighborhood of, of Zlatek Ironclad's home. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's it's all mansions. It's all uh, it's all big, uh, big houses. Um, they're all very expensive, um, but it's they're not like the Orzhov like manors or estates. Right. Like they're not these big, old, fancy buildings. These all look pretty new um, and more or less like unlived in. There are expensive status symbols more than they are homes. Um, and so as a result in the neighborhood, you see a lot more people like like you are trying to be disguised as then you would see the people that live in these homes or their families, right? Like you see people cutting their lawn or uh, people painting the side of the house, like a lot of service people, but not a lot of inhabitants mm-hmm. uh, as you're, as you're walking through the the streets of this, this neighborhood. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. Good. Right. It helps. Yeah. Noticing a lot of like the outfits that are present and the style of clothing. Uh, yeah. I would say, being mindful and then like also paying attention to the type of citizens who are in this area in terms of like uh are they mainly Vidalcans? are they mainly uh like half elves are they like what is the um like ethnographic makeup so that if we come back later and i you can't have a minotaur be a servant if there are, if I was the only minotaur servant. Yeah. No, in most, in most D and D settings, the answer to this question would be, it's mostly humans with like a slight smattering of the other species, but Ravnica is a lot more cosmopolitan than most. So it's, it's a 
pretty good mix of of everything. Now, the only thing that would be kind of more absent would be like you're not going to see a dev car in Elf because they pretty much exclusively live underground, uh, or or like a high elf for that matter because they're almost exclusively like Selesnian fancy pants. Um, but yeah, there are there are like you see a, a Vidalkin pushing a lawnmower, and you know you see a group of goblins painting somebody's house. Um, and these are the kinds of people that uh, uh, you would notice this road as you because it's been on your mind a lot. These are the kinds of jobs and the kinds of things that the guildless do. Right. Like if you need base level like labor, this is this is what these people get hired for. Um they're the kinds of people that if the is it could build robots to do all of their work for them, the guildless would just vanish. Um, but yeah, this is this is the thing. You see all these guildless laborers kind of just working on uh, on the houses and uh, tending to the yards, and nobody nobody even notices you. They just look right past you as you walk down the uh, down the sidewalk. Torgor, do you ever wonder if the guildless have like a leader or an icon we know nothing about? I I don't even know if they have any sort of like structure like that if they if they're in any way shape or form organized I I feel like that that's that's why you reject the guilds right you don't want that that overarching structure like road can you make a uh, make a history check and actually do it with advantage because you and Torgor are just having this conversation so it might trigger either of your your memories okay history a zero so it's the luck of the dice 16 not bad okay um you i think you've both heard like rumors and and maybe it's it's interesting because it's so close but you've heard rumors that there is a gang because there are like criminal gangs all over the place uh like guildless like gangs there's a gang uh, that operates in the tin street neighborhood uh run by a goblin named Krenko, uh and he is kind of like de facto the closest to that uh he is someone that if the guildless need help they can go to he's got kind of a like dickensian gang leader kind of vibe where like people who are desperate will go to him and he'll be like yes i can help you but you have to do this for me um so there is there is that and you i mean you never met him yourself you never had any reason to interact with anybody like that but certainly the concept is is possible uh if not uh, straight up true and every once in a while a conspiracy theory will come up where you know the guilds would be like we have to keep an eye on those guild lists because they're going to organize and they're going to come and get us I i'm mean, just i'm thinking yeah why haven't we mobilized them i because i think a lot of them are i think they're mercenaries i think a lot of them just do whatever job that needs to be done like there's Krenko. I know about Krenko. He's a he's like a yeah. goblin warrior that's that's guildless and yeah, but like a mob boss. That's not a leader. <laughs> I mean, no, what you don't think a mob boss is a like he he leads his people. Like we could, if you want to, I think if you want to talk to somebody with some sway over these individuals, Krenko might be the way in. I'm just saying, if you if you we offered them if we could give them a convincing argument for a better future Mm -hmm. they not i really like how quickly this is becoming the plot of the dark knight rises (laughs) 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 like what if we took all the pores and we made them into an army and then we overthrew goth i mean ravnica (laughs) 
I lived in darkness. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's certainly an option, though. There are lots of guildless. They're around. Um, but to your point, Torgor, that's the whole point of the guildless is that they are disloyal, that they, they have no loyalty to a particular guild, um, which makes them hard to organize because they can't agree with one another. Oh, food for thought. I drank more of the steak out wine. Where is this man's house? <laughs> yeah. So you, you're going to, you're going to hang out and you're going to watch um, the, uh, you're going to watch the house. Um, and what, under what auspices uh, are you going to, are you going to do this? Are you going to try to find, cause like it's all residential area around here. Um, yeah. Mm. I think as of now, the fact that, no one has paid attention to us. Uh, what if we just, what if we took a couple laps around the building? Just, just survey it from ground level and then see if we can find a way to get up and look down into it. Yeah. Are they all like boring houses? Do they have flat rooftops? Are they, what are we looking around at? Are there alleyways? Like what, are, or is it all yards? Uh, so I imagine that probably because I'm thinking about how like a, a mansion, what it would look like in Ravnica because Ravnica is so like crowded and like natural space is so rare and like having a big lawn wouldn't necessarily be a status symbol. It would just be like how tall your house is, I imagine. So a lot of these are not that big across side to side, but they're like six or seven story kind of like almost like towers. Uh, and so there's a lot of, there's a lot of height in this neighborhood. And in some cases, the manors span like across the street. So they'll have like a building on one side and a building on the other connected by a sky bridge overhead, but it's effectively the same like building. Um, and, uh, and as usual, everything is quite like, despite the grandeur of this place and the relative wideness of the street here in precinct one, the there's, it's still quite crowded, right? It's still kind of like, closed in um and uh yeah and i think as far as like places to hide the only problem is is that in ravnica proper if you're out in the streets climbing up onto some some roof isn't usually too bad because there's like a mix of of like buildings around but here it's like you're gonna climb onto somebody's house and like they might yeah. notice and like there's all these people around um but again they're guildless like servants so they're the ones you have to be worried about not the people that own or or like live in these houses we could always now do that pass without a trace and like try to like stealthily get up somewhere and like look um yeah i mean with with pass the thing with pass without trace you could stand across the street and just stand there for an hour and the chance of anyone even noticing you like it is magic uh so yeah if we can take sort of if it's a huge house which i assume it is i think that we should look for like where the service entrance and exit would be and yes. then put it out there yeah Absolutely. so when you get there it looks like the ironclad family is in the midst of renovations uh, they are adding a wing to the house. Uh, so you can see that there is the mansion itself, and it looks like they've purchased the mansion next door, which has been knocked down, and they're building basically another wing and connecting it. And so there's all these all this scaffolding, and there are guildless uh, construction crews around, and um, there's lots of, like, 
construction materials, so like big uh, things of uh, cement um, in like the big bags of cement sitting on one side and wheelbarrows and tools and whatever. And uh, there is a crew here that looks like they're doing kind of basic like foundational stuff. They're putting up walls and so you can hear hammering and, and you know, whatever from this this work crew. And you're standing across the street. Cool. I would like to look and see um, exactly at the point of connection between the building and this new like empty lot that's got like support. Is there, what does it look like? Is it like a tarp that's connecting these two buildings? Is it really like, is it closed off? Yeah. I imagine that they're going, you can see they're going to build this, this second wing, right? The guest house or whatever. And they're going to build a hallway that, that connects them. And you can see the outer door that will become the inner door of the hallway, but they obviously haven't like knocked it down or anything yet. Cool, but cool, you can see they're kind of like they've measured a, a frame around it and they're going to uh-huh. kind of build those things. Yeah. So are we able to catch what the just like what the staff uniform looks like for mm-hmm. work? House yeah, they're wearing the standard proletarian gray like it's nothing. There's no uniform because they're not contractors from a company like yeah. they yeah. they just are people where probably a little higher up. There's probably some some like business and uh ironclad contracted with them and then they hired guildless on a day-to-day basis just to like come and do the work okay Torgor, um, my worry is that uh sometimes when rich people renovate their houses they don't stay in the house while they're renovating no so. I, I that makes complete sense um <sighs> i have an idea um I call over a, 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 I like grab what I don't grab, but like I try to get attention of one of the guildless. It's very, and very, like, it's very difficult. So you're like, yeah. hey, and the guildless looks over. I like, move out of the way. Who said like, that? No, no, please. please. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then, yeah, and you move. And as soon as you get 30 feet away from Torgor, the guy's like, oh, shit, man, you scared me. Oh, what the oh. hell? Were you standing there the whole time? Oh, sorry. I understand my Celesnian demeanor. Oh, makes no. it more difficult to find and see me. I know that Selesnians are so boring and unaware and have flat personalities that we don't stand out that much. And so, so this guy's like kind of nodding. He's like, yeah, man, you got a funny accent. Yeah, I grew up around a lot of Loxodon. That's what it is. You sound like a Loxodon. You talk so slow. It's the Selesnian guild that I was raised in. Uh, Enough about me definitely being a Selesnian guild member. Uh, I I would love to hear. I'm supposed to meet Ironclad. We have a meeting scheduled, and I they told me to meet at his house, but I, I I don't even know if they're here right now with all this construction. Uh, and he, he like looks over the house and looks back at you and then he asks you to make a persuasion check. Oh, I would love to make a persuasion check with uh, advantage because I'll have 10 pieces of gold in my right hand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you're like, I need to find them. Bling, 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 yeah. bling. Here's some Xenos uh-huh. that I'm just going to drop in your hand. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead and do it. <laughs> Yes! Perfect! Oh, I couldn't have asked for a better roll. Even with advantage, you still got a five. Um, Good, okay. So he takes the the Xenos that you give him, and he kind of (laughs) like looks, hops in his hand, tucks them into his pocket, uh, and he was like, uh, yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know whose house this is. 
Sorry. <laughs> kind of like, thanks for the, the Xenos, though. Good luck in your meeting. I would love to make an insight check to know whether or not he's just not listening to me or not. Yeah. Go for the station at this point. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> this is going to inform a lot. Okay. Yeah. Um... You get you get a ten, so you get you get the impression he's kind of fucking with you a little bit. Cool. Um, it may be that your your like helpless Selesnian act went over a little too hard, and now he's just like yeah. he's rube. Perfect. Uh, and then it's like, wait, wait a minute. I have uh, more questions and a little more Xenos. Uh, I know I know how things work for you, guildless. Uh, and he, yeah, and he looks right. <laughs> I know how you poor people need money. Right. Um, so he, yeah, he looks around. He's like, uh, yeah, I got a few more minutes on my break. I'll yeah. uh, listen to your questions. Thanks, bud. And I like kind of walk with him a little bit. I was like, well, how long has this process been going on for? Like how, what's the, uh, you guys just start? And he, yeah, he nods. He says, uh, we've, we've only been at it a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And then what do you, who's the foreman on the project? Is it, are you getting a big order from the Zorius sort of coming in to do this work or he, he shakes his head. Uh, he says, uh, I don't know when he hired the guy who hired me. Uh, and that mm-hmm. was yesterday morning. So, uh, Oh, wow. So you're just really a low level individual who is kind of on the bottom of the chain who no one really cares about and is now robbed a Celestian of his gold. Hey, 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 hey. I didn't rob you of nothing. You, I gave, dropped, you I, gave me those Xenos. I, I drop gold on my floor, on, on the ground in front of me, and I uh, take my <laughs> rapier from my hand and cut I cut my palm and uh-huh. spill it on the ground. And he and just, like, like, watches you with his eyes kind of oh, like, Oh, ah, why would you do that to me? Why would you hurt me? <laughs> oh. So you're kind of making a scene like, ah, I'm being attacked by this hobo. Then I rub some, like, of my blood on him, and while I'm doing it, I grab his chest and like really like now intimidating and being yeah, right like, so you like yank him to, and he's kind of just like this is completely turned around in a way i didn't expect and so you yeah you yank him off his feet and like he stumbles forward and i'd be like wow i know your life must be tough and not really having anyone to protect you and force you to resort to this desperate act of violence i can ignore all of this if you just tell me where the ironclads are and what time is the best to be here, <laughs> make a uh, make intimidation check. And oh, you're, road, you're watching all of this from your absolutely. bubble, your veil of shadows. <laughs> I have like our stakeout wine, and I'm like, what happened? <laughs> this is supposed to be a stakeout. Oh, 15 for intimidation. Okay. So he um he's like, "Okay, okay, okay, man. Relax. Jesus, get your hands off me." I uh, like uh, smear blood on his face in the process. <laughs> oh, sorry. Put your hand right on his face. Yeah. Oh god, man. <laughs> you don't know where I've been, Lou. Uh and he uh, he, he staggers back a little. And he uh, he's like, oh, you're psycho. What the hell? I I told you, man, I don't know whose house this is, but but yeah, they didn't leave. They're still living there. I, at least for now, the, the 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 wife came out this morning and gave everybody lemonade. I don't ah, you're crazy. And he looks down at the Xenos and he looks yeah. at you like, but I still want those. Yeah, no, no, they're all yours. Um 
So, so you you rub your blood on his face and like shove him around, intimidate him, and now you're making him like pick up the coins at yeah. your feet. And so he does. He like crouches down and like grabs them and shoves them into his pocket and gets up uh, and he, he looks. You at know what, like, bud? I didn't. I didn't catch your name. He kind of like looks at you like what? Wh- why? Well, I was just thinking I should tell the foreman that you're not going to be on this project anymore. Considering you he, don't need it, and he, you, you got yeah. He puts his hands on his hips and he scowl. He scowls at you. He's like, "I'm not telling my telling you my name. You don't need to know my name." And then someone from the work site is like, "Hey, Larry, get back to work." Oh, Larry! And he perfect. looks at you like, "Fuck, Larry, I really, I really think you should." quit this job bud and he, he he nods and he's like yeah i think you're right and he, he turns to the guy that shouted him he's like uh yeah man i, I quit I, I gotta go and then he he's like dashes off down the street like loses cool. a shoe has to stop and like pick it up and like runs off well when i make sure that he doesn't turn around and then i try to like shift back into pass without a trace, just, so I'm disappear. Yeah, I just like become an indistinct haze. Yeah. So here's the thing: they're definitely in this building. Uh, they haven't gone anywhere, uh, and it seems like there's not really a lot of security on the construction crew. So that might be the best way in and out. And we did it with only ruining one person's life. Oh, what a- I mean, to be fair, you. Let- yeah, you I did paid give Larry, Larry a bunch of money, which is I'm, a lot more than he would have got paid today. Oh, and I, I note this because I'm also I lost 15 gold in the process. 15 mm-hmm. Zenos. Okay. Yeah. I have zero zero Zenos to my name right now, so I'm like, yeah, that's a lot. Your boy's All got right. 35 now, but felt yeah, he um yeah he uh he, he he took the money and and left, and he's gonna go home, and hopefully this is the beginning of a new chapter for for Larry, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he might just drink it all away. No, he's going to start his bakery, Adam. Come on. <laughs> he's going to go join the gruel and wage war on the Slesnians to get revenge for that one time that Minotaur bullied him. Mm. Yeah. Gary and Larry get together and they make a little bakery. <laughs> and it's it's the cutest shit I've ever seen. That's what I want. <laughs> they have a son, Barry, and it's just it's beautiful. So what do you want to do here? Do you want to stay and surveil the house or... Cause you know, now you know that at least, so it's, it's like the middle of the day. So chances are very good that, uh, uh what's his face? Uh, Zlatek isn't home, right? Mm-hmm. Senator Ironclad is either at new Prov or in the local precinct doing what he's got to do, right? He's doing his job. Um, we don't know if mom also has a job or not. She's part of the Azoria Senate, but we don't know like what column or if she's retired or like she's whatever. Um, so it might be just that the kid is home with a nanny or I don't know what the public school system is like in Ravnica, um, <laughs> but probably this kid has like private tutors. Yeah, that of, kid yeah. is not in public school. No, He's got some like, is it engineers helping him? Yeah, they, they definitely yeah. hire. And also they wouldn't put him in school because school won't teach the true reality of things, which is that Jay Spellerin is the best and we should worship mm-hmm. him and that he invented Great. Ravnica. <laughs> <laughs> Those damn public schools, so, they keep teaching you that there's no such thing as planeswalkers, but... I think we probably take a lap maybe and then mm-hmm. come back yeah. later to see if we can find what time he usually gets home. Yeah. I would like I would like to in that same vein just like note 
what he arrives as, what does his security detail look like arriving and do any of them then enter the home with him? Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's have you make a, I think pass without trace is going to keep you hidden from any kind of casual, uh, like casual looks, but let's get, I'm going to get stealth checks from, uh, from the two of you. Uh, and remember to add 10 to whatever you get. So I got an 18. Okay. And I'm going to start, I'm going to start a countdown, another countdown. Torgor got a 29. Your boy got a 29. So stealthy, Torgor. So stealthy. It's, it's the Silesian outfit. I don't feel, I don't feel seen. Therefore I am not seen. Okay. So I'm going to create, I'm creating a new countdown, new countdown clock in my notes, and I'm going to call it ironclads suspicion level. And, uh, because it won't just be a like immediate one and done metal gear solid type of deal. Uh, anytime that you do something that, that I think increases securities, like somebody's following you or like you fail a stealth roll or whatever, that'll start filling that, that suspicion level, uh, until you are discovered. So let's, let's, I really like this mechanic. This is, this is wonderful. Let's start by seeing, let's start by seeing, uh, if, um, if the guards or whatever, if, if Zlatak and his staff notice you. Um, so I think some time passes uh, and you, you know, you wait, you wait out the sort of the work day and it gets dark and like stakeouts are long and they're boring, right? They're mostly just like trying to keep from getting, and then there's brief bursts of like terrific excitement and then back to being boring. So, Getting through the day, I think you don't really you don't really notice much going out of the house. The construction team does their job. Uh, you know, people come and go. Someone comes and delivers mail. You get a brief look at uh, at uh, Leanna, right? Leanna Ironclad. She comes out to get the mail, and she has a short conversation with the mailman. Um, a little bit of Ravnica trivia: House Demir originally was the postal service. In Ravnica. Really? They originally, yep. They their original thing was, yeah, was delivering mail in Ravnica and like Oh, that's so cool. They were the communications network of the city. Uh and then so became, they got all the secrets. Yeah. And then eventually we're like, you know what? We'd be better if we were a shadowy cabal of secret dealers. Someone else can deliver the mail. Um <laughs> Yeah, um, and you notice like this neighborhood does have uh, ornithopter like presence, um, but it's not as dense as like the public uh, areas of uh, of precinct one, like the big plaza or anything like that. But there are you do occasionally see some coming and going. Um, okay. Eventually, uh, eventually it gets dark, and sort of the dinner hour comes and goes. You're both pretty hungry. And finally, like around, if it were Earth, like around like nine o'clock, uh, a, uh, a carriage uh, arrives um, and you see Zlatek Ironclad get out and his personal assistant, uh, an elven woman, uh, and then a handful of like legal legal aides. Um well, baby lawyers. Uh, and they're all, they're all talking and, and Zlatek is, is like, obviously he's, this is the equivalent of the guy who's never not on a phone call with his Bluetooth headset in. Like he's just constantly like giving people orders and like being like, all right, I need that letter by tomorrow and you can go and go and do this thing. And so he's got this little cloud of like servants around him. Um, but they're, they're not servants in the sense that he like pays them to do things, but they're his interns. Um, and, what is the legal equivalent called? There's a term for it when you're like a legal assistant. You're a legal 
paralegal. paralegal. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. So he's got, yeah, he's got an, an attache of paralegals that are assisting him. Uh, and so he, uh, he gets out of the carriage. He gives a few more orders to some of the paralegals. They get back in to go and continue doing work for him and resenting the fact that they can't go back to their own families. And then him and his personal assistant walk up to the house and go in the front door. And this is quite late. It's around like nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the moment. That's that one right there. On the walk in. Um, I'm going to see if anybody notices the suspicious people that have been lurking around in the neighborhood. Um, so let me make a, uh, let me make a roll. I think for now it's just like a, a casual. Yeah. It's just going to be like casual observation. Yeah. Um, I turn to road and I'd be like, or is it, or is it the carriage itself? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The only part of that being is you don't know if any of those take martial arts for fun to get rid of the dull monotony that is their everyday lives. For sure. So, but that <laughs> I love, I love yeah. the idea that one of these paralegals secretly goes to ninjutsu class to like, work, <laughs> and then and then you're like, you come out to kill to kill Ironclad, and that one paralegal is like, all right, kinjutsu. It's time. And he like rips off his outfit. He's got his ninja clothes underneath. and just goes full karate on you. God. I do love the idea that like one of them like rips, like starts to undo his tie. And then he like the buttons pop off his shirt and he's like ripped. Yeah, exactly. Just pulls out his business nunchucks. (laughs) Giant snake. No problem. Manticore. Not an issue. Paralegal. That's right. Karate paralegal. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so military in, paralegal. That's good. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> there's a um, there's a great question uh, in chat. I assume road can continuously short rest to recover a key while pass without tracing. So, like, if you spend the key point and then. <laughs> I think concentration interrupts a short rest. I don't think you can maintain a concentration spell and also short rest because otherwise that would lead to all kinds of wacky rules interactions. I think that you have to not be concentrating. Um, but since your day is pretty chill, all you have to do is just spend your spend your key points and uh, and you'll remain hidden. Um, yeah. And in this case, yeah, nobody even gives you a second glance. Um, there are work crews and servants and stuff that are here. Um at night still uh, you, you see that as it gets dark, some of the houses seem to have their own kind of security. So you see like security guards basically. Um, and these would probably be in this neighborhood. They're like off duty Azorius uh, arresters that want to make a little extra bank. Uh, and so they act as personal guards at night. Um, so maybe you see one or two of those. Certainly this neighborhood is better patrolled than Where were they stationed at yeah. in relation like where his carriage got off and how he walked in. Mm-hmm. So Zlatak Ironclad does not have any of this. His his okay. security, uh, there's you don't see any extra security. There's nobody like hanging out on his lawn at night. Some some of the other houses, like maybe one or two on this block. Uh, and you only spot them because it's just like somebody doing that kind of like cop on the beat thing, like walking down the street, whistling, swinging some keys. Like somebody who's clearly out here to be like, don't rob this place because we're already here. I don't even need to call the cops. Uh, it's more a show right. of force. So that's what, okay. yeah. So that's what you, that's what you determine from your, from your day of, uh, of, of examining, uh, this location. Um, meanwhile, Winnegar and Tack, what, 
what are you doing? I guess the first question is, uh, Winnegar, you are alone with tack all day or do you just like make yourself scarce? What is what is going to happen here? Um, I think I would. I'm not going. I guess it really depends. I'm going straight to uh, the station, I guess. Uh, but I'm not going to follow. I ex- completely expect Tech to try to give me the slip uh, as we are like. Yeah, going let's, down the so street. let's rewind. We'll rewind like 12 hours back to this morning Ooh. after everyone was like, all right, you two go and surveil the place. They leave. The two of you are still there. Tech, I assume you have stuffed all of your stolen stuff into your backpack and are dressed normally again. Your teeth are you still know, covered in as, black As funny lipstick. as it would be to walk around in a nighty. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm back to normal except for the lipstick, which I'm, I've stolen a lot of her lipsticks and I'm just eating them. So do you like little push pops? Yeah, I was about to say, so as a question, and this is, it's funny that you mentioned this because while you're talking about it, I have like a distinct sense memory of being like a toddler and like putting a thing of lipstick in my mouth. Like I know what lipstick tastes like. It's gross. And it's making me remember that that's a thing I did when I was a very young child. It's incredibly like waxy. waxy, Yeah. And, and, um, but it's a little while they put like traces of, um, not arsenic, but something almost as deadly to make the colors pop more. Yeah, right. And so then it started like, you know, leaching out if you kept it for a while. Anyway. Yeah. So you, uh, yeah. So do you, are you, I guess the question is, are you, because this is maybe going to come up next time you talk to the Rose, if you ever do again, are you taking them, eating the lipstick and then putting the cap back on and putting them in the case? Or is she just going to get an empty lipstick case? <laughs> Is who getting an empty lipstick? Rose, cake? when it when it gets back to her, like because oh, those are mine. So you're just gonna steal the whole thing? Yeah. Obviously. Okay. All right. So this is just gonna get lost in the move. All right. Perfect. Yeah. Good. <laughs> She's losing a lot of things in the move. I have put uh, 24 Zenos worth of stolen makeup and silverware in yes. my inventory. Nice. And uh, and I'm I'm taking it. And yes, lead-based pigment. Thank you, chat. (laughs) So, okay. So there is this moment where Torgor and Rode go off to perform uh, Operation Snoop on the house. uh, And you two, Tech and and Winnegar, you are still the house. You're ready to to go. What do you do? Uh, Winnegar woke up ready. So he's like ready to go. He's just like, he is waiting to get ditched. Uh, So he's just like, okay, are we ready to go? And, like, fully expects not to see Tack somewhere. Yeah, no. Tack, like, smiles up with him with this slow, sharp smile full of <laughs> blood red lipstick. And it's just like, hey, buddy. Hey, what's going on? You ready to spend the whole day together? Oh, yeah. Let's just, make it happen, Captain. Yeah, just you, me, some cops, and that weird thing in your bag. What weird thing in my... What are you talking about? Oh. Okay, bye, Torgor. <laughs> bye, Road. <laughs> bye, best friend. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I want to, like, close the door and, like, start walking and be like, um, so you saw that, huh? Yeah, I'd love to hear all about it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I found it. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. I Where? found it. Where? Um, in, um, 
a cop bar. Mm-hmm. Which I want to roll deception. <laughs> yeah, yes. I think that's I want to roll insight, and I I'm going to fail it. Let's. <laughs> realistically i know he's lying to me i just can't prove it that's good role play you know <laughs> 15 very deceptive i have terrible wisdom and he has really good charisma so this is gonna go poorly <laughs> less good less good yeah i have no idea how he got it i know he's yeah so, uh... so yeah i'm just trying to get it working why? Oh, I, I mean, so we can learn more. I love taking things apart. Is it, you know? <laughs> of course, no. No, that makes a lot of sense. I'm sure Torgor is big help with it. Actually, Torgor does it. We haven't had a real chance to talk and like catch up. Oh, we can up, do so it now. Do you want to... I mean, they were already a block away, so oh, we already said goodbye. I can hear. I know you're talking about me. It's fine. Oh, hey, Torgor, do you want to come in here? Torgor and Rotor, you're they're outside of earshot, certainly. But yeah, if you, Jack, if you ran up ahead, you could definitely grab them and and bring them back. But what if we all worked on it together, a little group project? I I don't know. Last time you guys worked on an ornithopter together, you know, boom. Yeah, but was that the ornithopter's fault? I mean, I would blame user error more than I would actually blame the uh, the so, invention. But that's so just like me. the ornithopter could blow any minute. Then that's what you're saying. Well, in the wrong hands, it definitely can. That's why you got to get the right the right piggies on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they definitely you're definitely going to tell them, right? One hundred percent. Absolutely. They're gonna, I'm gonna have to have this conversation sometime. Yeah. With more information when I actually have something to show. You definitely wouldn't lie to me or them, your closest friends in the whole world. Never. Your only friends. I would never lie to my friends. Of course not. Are you sweating? <laughs> well, so the like, thing is, I mean, that we got to let that 15, the 15 and the five oh, ride. Yeah, so definitely. like Winnegar, you're despite whatever else might be going on. And because of yeah. all of our dramatic irony, like we know that it's mostly bullshit, but Winnegar's doing a pretty good job staying yeah. on. Even and I think keel. Tack does believe that Winnegar will tell them, even if Tack is inclined to not believe everything Winnegar says. Yeah. Tack, let me ask you this. How did, how did you find out I had it? How do you think? I, I don't know. I was asking you. That's why I, asked I spied the on you, moron. How did you find it? When, when did you spy? Because there was only one one Last time when night. I actually. How though? Oh, there's holes in the pictures. There's holes in the pictures. Yeah, you just like pop your lies through. It's funny. Oh, okay. It's because I don't trust you, and I'm really looking for a good point to kill you. Wait, how come you don't, you're looking to kill me and you don't trust me? (laughs) Yeah, I thought that I made that really clear. Well, then why are we even working together, Tack? I don't know. You're still here, I guess. No, you're still here. You ever think about that, Tack? You ever think maybe Winnegar doesn't like you? Have you thought about that? Is that what you're saying right now? Oh, do you have ears, Tack? Can you hear what I'm saying right now, Tack? Do you understand? 
I kind of want to stab him. <laughs> TK is like setting a hand on Tag's shoulder, like, don't, don't do this. <laughs> don't do this today. <laughs> I tried so hard to be your friend, Tag. I've tried every single thing I can think of. And you know what I realized? None of it matters. You don't want to be my friend. You want to hurt me. You know what? We don't have to be friends. We don't even have to work together. I'm going to storm off. Yeah. I'm going to follow. <laughs> this is the first time Tack has liked Winnegar. <laughs> like, wait, 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 I like it when you yell at me. Come back here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So Winnegar storms out uh, and uh, and Tack follows. Um, so Tack, make a, make a stealth roll. Because that's yeah. how the rules of the game work. Uh, oh, Winnegar, yeah, you can make a... Uh, I don't oh. even know if you're... Like, Winnegar, it sounds like you're pretty distracted. It's not like you're ever going to be able to succeed at noticing Tech. But it, like, do you do you look? Do you actively, like, look behind you to see if Tech followed you? Um. Yeah, I think I would. I think okay. I would have looked. At so least Tech, I, I can't get this. There's yeah. no way. What's, what's more... I think what's more salient is that Tech would notice you looking for them. Right. Mm. Rather than like my my interest here isn't like, do you spot tack? Because I don't think that's interesting or possible. Um, It's more what do we see Winnegar do and how does tack respond to that? Like, what is taxi? Right. Because there's a big difference between I storm off and I never look back versus I storm off. I get a block away and I'm like, am I being followed? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Am I what is Winnegar watching his back? And does tack know that Winnegar is now watching his back? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Just roll it. Wow. There you go. All right. So uh, an 18, an excellent roll, but Tack is a stealth monster. Yeah, so, 10 off. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Tack is a tiny serial killer. So Tack, this is what you, this is what you see. You see Winnegar like clearly suspicious and like watching, watching like Carlos said, watching his back. So from what Tack can see is, is car is I forgot what Winnegar's name was for a second. <laughs> I was like, I'm not tr- actually trying to kill Carlos. Um, Slightly is outside. Is Winnegar acting in a way where he genuinely believes Tack's going to attempt to kill him, or is he just mad? That is an insight check, is what that is. Okay. I'd love yeah. that. And it's not being directly opposed, but basically, yeah, no Carlos, for this role, use TK's results to decide how much you say about your emotional state. All right. So a 13, which is pretty good for tack, but it's not that good. It's slightly no, above not. average. I think I think with tack too, a lot of tack disliking Winnegar is that tack has never seen Winnegar be genuinely passionate about anything. And so like. Winnegar standing up to them puts them in a position where they're like, oh, there's their personality. Yeah. How You're much? Get how much? Old Winnegar. Yeah. How much does Tack see? I'm excited. Um, yeah. I think Winnegar, it was very genuine in that in that instant where he was just like, again, he, Tack wants to kill everyone anytime. He wasn't really whatever. It was when Tack said, like, I don't trust you. We're not friends. I'm going to kill you. Like, well, you know what? Screw it. Like, you know what? We're not friends. We're not friends. Uh, and like, yeah, like, it's over. We're oh, not no. friends anymore. We're dunion rings. Yeah. Friendship. <laughs> Friendship ended. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. You and I are done. So that's there's there's probably there's probably more 
subtle emotional resonance yeah, there. It's probably was. deeper than that. But that's what you pick up is is Winnegar being done with the whole mess. Well, um, yeah. So where do you go, Winnegar? Sorry, there's someone ringing all the doorbells, all the all the buzzers. Someone really in the needs building. to get into your house. That's a solicitor. Don't let him in. It's like nonstop. I could hear it on the floors below me, across the hall. They're just like hitting every button. So if you hear this, and yeah, so far I can't hear it. But oh, you can't hear it. No, no, you're, can, your your noise gate is doing a good it. job. It's so loud. Yeah, I have a noise gate, a compressor, and a piezo on this. And thing that's right now. why we have these things. Yeah. Yeah. So um, no, you're you're good. We can't hear it. Okay. Cool. Um. Yeah. I'm gonna go. So he's he would probably he worked. Where does he? Is it at the station? No. So he's he's a senator, right? So he has an yeah. office in the precinct. Uh, it's confusing because these are called precincts, and that's what we call places where police work. Yeah. So it's a precinct in a precinct. But he works he works at the station at the Azorius, the main station in Precinct One, which is a pretty significant um, posting because Precinct One is like a high class, like a rich neighborhood. The Transguild Promenade runs right through it. It's kind of like a big deal part of town, and so he has an office there, and that's technically his like riding or jurisdiction or whatever but he also probably has an office in new prav that he goes to when he has to do like official azorius court stuff so he's gonna be when he's working he's in one of those two locations if he's not like taking meetings or whatever but this kind of dude he's the sort of person who makes you come to him uh so he probably has a lot of like people come to precinct one to like come to his office i would say he's probably there most of the time if you had to guess yeah, that's where I'm going to head then. I'm going to okay. head the precinct one. Um, it is the same yeah. precinct building in which uh, Rhodes' sister, Triska, works. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, hmm. But she's a detective, so she works in a, like an adjacent building, right? Like he works. It's like how sometimes in cities you'll have um, the courthouse and a police station then they're like they're connected so she works in the police station that is connected to the larger courthouse that he works in gotcha um cool well i'm going to disguise self before i walk in mm-hmm. and do some recon okay and um i think i'm gonna like kind of hang out on a bench beforehand uh and get the lay of the land and see if i can tell like okay um these people are definitely in charge. These people are more like paralegals. Uh, and he wants to uh, disguise self as a paralegal that he sees um, just so he can kind of just be ignored and uh, walk around. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. So you're going to, I like that you just, you see somebody go by and we watch them come into an alley and then we watch them just come right back out again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. And so you've disguised yourself as a generic uh, Azorius paralegal. Um, okay, cool. And for some reason, I'm just imagining Reese Witherspoon from Legally Blonde. <laughs> so yeah, I guess some reason, some, reason. some weird reason you look like Reese Witherspoon now. Um, okay. All right. So, uh, tack, that's what you see. You see this paralegal go into the alley that, you know, Winnegar is in, and then you see them a second later, come back out, uh, adjusting like their clothes and, and kind of getting into character. Yeah. Um, Running their hand through their beautiful Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Reese Witherspoon was in um, uh, that uh, that Dangerous Liaisons remake from the nineties with um, yes, Cruel Intentions. Cruel Intentions. She was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure I was thinking she the right. Was the, she was the good Christian girl. 
Yes. Side note, I was at the gym and I caught a a recent Reese Witherspoon movie and uh, she was in it with um, Sofia Vergara Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, from um, Modern Family. And they were like, the the premise is they're handcuffed handcuffed together uh, and it's like a buddy cop type thing. I think one of them is a cop. Um, But it was so poorly done that like while I'm just on this exercise bike, I've seen not one, but two scenes where the cuffs come off in scene and then they put them back on, just like in the background somewhere. No, you can no. see them like trying to fix the cuffs. I was just like, wow. Like, <laughs> anything can get made, guys. Like any, anything at all. Anything. anything you ever yeah. wanted. For the it. record, it made $15 million. So Did it really? Yeah. It was it was a success. Wow. There you go. It's hot Good pursuit is the name of the film. hot pursuit. Hot pursuit. A now that's seven- a commentary that I need. I need the hot pursuit commentary. Yeah, right. Well, this is and this is this is the thing. I'm if you so tune, drunk. if you tune into this show purely for like people playing Dungeons and Dragons, you have made a oh. wrong turn somewhere oh, in your life. Wrong. Yeah, we do commentary while we do the game. So cool, Reese Witherspoon. Um, <laughs> Winnegar, uh, Winnegar pretending to be Reese Witherspoon. Uh, you, you go into, you're heading into the court building. Is that the plan? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you walk in and it has all of the hustle and bustle of a late nineties police procedural drama, people coming and going. Somebody gets escorted in, you know, like a, like a, a, a gruel ogre with big handcuffs on and they keep falling off, but they fix them in the background, uh, gets brought <laughs> in with by guards. There are Azorius coming and going and you see a mix of, of like senators and their long beautiful robes uh, coming and going from the various court cases. And uh, the whole thing has a very kind of um, like busy, but uh, parliamentarian kind of vibe. Like there's a very kind of official, uh, like things are getting done here. The law is being tended to. Uh, And when you, uh, when you walk in, uh, that is what you see. You just kind of have this wash of people going about their business being extremely lawful. Uh, Where do you go? What do you do? Yeah. I just imagine I walk in, I'm walking in through the door. It's like a big wide shot of all the hustle and bustle. And then it pans and you just see the back of my head as I see like people cross like every which way. Uh, I want to find a break room. Okay. uh, Where like different people are sitting and chatting and I am just going to see, sit there, eat my yogurt. Uh, listen and try to uh, figure out who's who and where's where. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Tack, when Winnegar goes into the courthouse building, this big white stone edifice with the sigil, the, the triple triangle of the uh, of the Azorius Senate glistening in the in the light above. When Winnegar slips into the crowd, what do you do? See, this is the problem now with that, with the, the deception and insight role that we did. Mm-hmm. Now that, like, we are out of the heat of that moment, Tack is not so sure. Is like, uh, <laughs> like maybe yeah. I fucked up, but like, type of thing. Being like, was I wrong? Like, like now very confused about their motives because there is now a very good chance that if they try to go into this precinct, that Winnegar. Tack has no uh, way of knowing that Winnegar is not as spiteful as Tack is. And if it were Tack, 
they would immediately try to get their teammate kicked out by being like, man, that other person's here and they're terrible. That's jeopardizing the mission because that's all TAC knows how to do is jeopardize the mission for their own selfishness. Uh Um, Mm -hmm. And so now they're outside of this precinct. Like I have no idea how to carry through with this because to them, there is a very real possibility that what they have done has now (laughs) rendered them unable to complete this mission. So they're going to hang out outside and like, look for like janitors, wait staff, trash, things like that. Uh, Scout out back entrances and try to get an idea of the layout of this precinct as stealthily as possible and like case the place because they are now convinced they cannot go inside. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Right. Um, all right. So I guess investigation rolls from, from both of y'all from Winnegar and, uh, and tech. Oh no. 13. Oh, I'm scared of this intelligence roll. Six. <laughs> okay. All right. Is tech dealing with self doubt? Okay. So <laughs> that um, what's happening? is this a feeling? So Winnegar, uh, you can you can ask me uh, ask me a couple of questions about what you might have uh, have picked up, uh, and I will answer. And then Tack, you don't get maybe the information you want, but you overhear a conversation that to anybody else might be irrelevant, but will I think you'll be interested in it. We'll get to that. So Winnegar, what do you what do you want to know? You post up in the break room, and uh, you uh, do you bring your own yogurt, or you just take one that just like says oh Karen God. on it from the fridge? Yeah, I think I take one out of the. Fr- the cooler <laughs> says Melanie. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, is it, it is mango. It is plain low fat yogurt. Oh. You think that maybe there's some like sliced up pineapples in the fridge somewhere that's supposed to go in here, but you can't find them anywhere. So, okay. uh, so yeah, you, you sit in this break room and a lot of, a lot of the conversation is just griping, right? A lot of it is like, Oh my God, who are you assigned to this morning? Oh, judge Corthon. Ah, he's the worst. Like this guy. And so like just a lot of people complaining about their, their bosses or like how much work they have to do or like, can you believe I got sent home at eight o'clock yesterday and I had been working since five that morning and like just like a lot of kind of but there is this vibe of like but but we're doing something here. We're helping. We're keeping the law right. That that baseline Azorius programming that, that gets them to do things they don't want to do for the sake of the greater good. Um, yeah. And you so you you absorb a lot of that conversation. But what what information are you looking for in particular? What kind of questions are you are you trying to hear the answer? to? Um, okay. Couple things I'm uh, would I guess uh, a couple things that would make me perk my ears up. One would be uh, any talk of Ironclad, uh, obviously, but specifically, um, like, is he working? Does this person work with him? Uh, is this person working? Does have they have an office near him? Uh, anything to do with his schedule? Anything to do with like people that are uh, working on similar cases as him? Um, any, anything that would like, uh, find anywhere that I could leapfrog out of this break room into a different spot that brings me closer to him. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So the way, the way it usually works is that the senators have their own staff, right? They have people that they work with every day. So he's got his own personal assistant that manages all of his scheduling and his case and stuff. And those people are 
not the, the this break room kind of people. The people that that you interact with, they are assigned judges or senators or whatever on a case by case or day by day basis. So some of them will show up and be like, "Okay, I'm here from New Prov to help out." Uh, in precinct one today and then they get assigned to a specific person um, so if you were pretending to be a paralegal that would be a thing you could do is try to get assigned to ironclad it doesn't seem like the um, it doesn't seem like the paralegals have control over that but you do overhear a conversation how long does uh, disguise self last it's one hour an hour okay so you only have an hour to to gather. i guess you can cast it again right you can go and slip into yeah, the bathroom can, and be like ah. that's what i figured yeah, yeah. <laughs> my reese witherspoon wig is falling off <laughs> <laughs> okay all right so you you uh you spend some time in the break room and i think when you come back from reapplying your spell and there are a couple of there are a couple of young uh, humans sitting at the table and they're talking about ironclad they're talking about this like case that he's apparently building and he uh and and they're they're complaining about what a, a taskmaster he is um and both basically are like i can't believe we got assigned to this asshole and maybe when you walk in one of them he, he looks over at you um and they're they're both like eating sandwiches or whatever and he's like you ever had to work for ironclad before Ooh, uh but I don't know that they're talking about this yet. Or you I do. do know yeah, that. you were you were listening. Basically, they just noticed you. They've been in here. You walk in. You hear them be like, yeah, he's a real, real asshole. And then they want to commiserate. So one of them turns to you because you're the new. You just walked into the room and he, he's like, yeah, you ever had to work for this guy before? <sighs> this can go either way. Uh, <laughs> I'm. Yeah, I'm going to say yes. I'm just going to be like. Oh God! What what does Reese Witherspoon sound like? Because uh, <laughs> I don't want to do her voice in Legally Blonde. I just want to do Reese Witherspoon's voice. I don't know that I've ever heard Reese Witherspoon yeah. speak out of character. She naturally has like a higher pitched voice, and it's a little bit Valley Girl. Not, it is. Not That's not what I was thinking it too. Just, it's very much like this, you guys. She uses a lot of up, very much up. Okay, up. Yeah. Up. It's very much like this, you guys. Yeah. Okay. That's good yes. That sounds like the version worked. of that. Yeah. I think she does it. She's constantly setting, right? She's constantly like, yes, I have worked for him. And yes, he can be a total Scrooge McDuck, if you know what I mean. But there's, he's a little rough around the edges, but I feel like a sandwich and a full stomach always helps. That's perfect. I'm so mad. <laughs> <laughs> and they kind of, they kind of like look at each other and look at you and like, <sighs> they just like sigh and roll their eyes. Uh, and they're like, this is still the plot of Legally Blonde. Is, yeah. like being judged. <laughs> being judged by her peers. Mm-hmm. And they kind of look at you like, what do you know? Uh, and, uh, and the other, the other one, the one that didn't, didn't ask you there first. Uh, it's like, um, you know, they said it was going to be good for my career, right? Working for this, this ironclad guy. He's a rising star, but I don't know. I feel like there's just more work we could be doing outside of precinct one. Who wants to watch over a bunch of rich people and their kids? The real work's getting done at new Prav. Big changes are coming. And the other one, and the other one rolls his eyes and he says to you, he's like, he's going to start talking about ornithopters. And he's like, what? They're the future of law enforcement technology. It's obvious. And then they, they start in on a conversation about that. 
And it's clear that this is an argument these two have been having for a while. Oh, my God. I feel like I got to make a constitution save to not join in. (laughs) You're like, well, technically. (laughs) Um, But my ears perk up when he when he mentions like taking care of someone's family. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that's what he said. Yeah. Um, And uh, I want to pull someone who didn't say that, like one of the other guys who's just like sitting there listening to the conversation or whatever and be like, I'm sorry. Did he just say that you guys are assigned to watch this family? And so the the guy that's sitting there, he's reading, he's reading the newspaper. uh, And on the front of the newspaper, there is a picture of uh, what looks like a a, a tent, a big circus tent, and it's on fire. Uh, (laughs) And there are like bodies like littering the street. And it says, uh, it says like, Racto Circus Nightmare. And it's an article about the chaos of the, of the night before. Uh, And he looks is dead. (laughs) Yeah. And he looks up from the newspaper and he looks at you uh, and he says, uh, yes, some of the arresters are being assigned as personal security detail. Oh, wow. Uh, so. Personal security detail. OK, so I want to pull up a seat and just I'm like, oh, that is so interesting. I'm going to take. Uh, he makes a face. He makes a face like, oh, this is a conversation now. <laughs> <laughs> he like folds the newspaper up and he's like, guess I'm going to have to wait till tomorrow to find out what happened to Marmaduke and like <laughs> folds it over, puts it on the counter and watches you like steal another yogurt. <laughs> this, this one just says, uh, um, you know, Edith on it. Uh, <laughs> and I'm just eating it. Um, that is so interesting. So you, you all went to school for such a long time and now you get to be babysitters. Well, it's not us exactly. I mean, he gestures. You think any of these people could prevent a kidnapping or an assassination? No. It's all in preparation for some big move. I don't know. I mostly deal in copyright law. Wow, that is so fascinating. Um... And I'm gonna roll to see. I'm gonna roll to see if this man falls in love with you. (laughs) Reese Witherspoon just said that his very, very boring job was fascinating. fascinating. I'm gonna give him a 50 50 chance. Let's say say what family this is. I'm sorry. What's that? Did you say the family? No, no, no. Just Just a bunch of arresters, like cops, have been assigned to like watch over senators and their families. Okay. Okay. Uh, Okay. Let's see. 11 or better. Yes. So he looks at you and he's like, wait a second. This attractive paralegal thinks that my job in copyright law is interesting. Well, then. (laughs) And so he his whole like effect changes like he shifts a little closer to you and he's like, well, I could tell you about it in greater detail if you wanted, maybe over drinks. So if you do the Winnegar voice and then I will, it just immediately nullifies this role. Like he just is like, whoa, whoa, no, no, no. never I mind. Won't <laughs> I won't do it. Um, okay. But can I, can I roll an insight to tell if he's into me? 
Uh, I don't think you need to roll. I mean, well, maybe Winnegar does. <laughs> it's up to you. If you think a roll is necessary for Winnegar to detect that, then please do. But otherwise, uh, no. Um, okay. I think I detected it. I have his attention or whatever. Um, yeah. I want to lead uh, this this uh, sheep from the herd uh, yeah. to somewhere else. Be like... Oh, that is so interesting. Yes. I I just always found copyright law like amazingly interesting. Like, do I own the thing because I made it up? But what if I was inspired by what I saw? Like, who knows? Who owns ideas? It's like, oh, I pick it out of nowhere. It's an idea. Is it mine? Is it yours? Who knows? <laughs> uh, I basically want yeah. him to show me like something in a different room, like his office or some notes that he has or you yeah. know, something like that. So he uh, he says, uh, well, uh, and actually make a make a persuade check because this is you're asking you're sh- he wants to show you something that maybe he shouldn't, but oh okay, but I want to see how how persuasive you are. Let's see, Ooh, seven. Wow. Okay, so, so he oh. isn't ready to spill the secret secrets, but he uh, he does say he uh, he's like, um, yeah, you know my. Um, my break is just about over, but uh, if you want, uh, I could take you for a quick walk through the patent library. I mean, just this branch. It's not the patent library at New Prov. Oh boy, you're not ready for that library. But <laughs> the local office, there's some there's some pretty interesting patents in there. Uh, I, I think I got some time. Oh yeah, that would be great. Let's do that. That's uh, that sounds amazing. Oh God, I hope. So the two of you get up and, and and go to leave. He opens the door for you. And as you walk past, he looks at the two guys at the table like, hey, suckers. And then and then follows you uh, outside. So while that's happening, while you're you're going to a second location with this copyright lawyer, um, Dungeons and Dragons. Um, yeah, take that, Tolkien. Uh, <laughs> while that's happening, Tack, you are outside kind of pacing around, scoping out the joint. The security on this place is pretty good. You only got a six, so you don't get any tactical information that's useful to you. But as tactical. a but as a Sorry. Golgari, you overhear a conversation that that sends shivers down your spine. So on the steps of the on the steps of the courthouse, you overhear two uh two senators having a brief conversation. One says to the other, uh the, the conversation begins with like you, you pick up on like, is Asperia sure about this? This is going to cause chaos. The other says, I have the direct order. All I have to do is deliver it. And tomorrow morning and the other senator nods uh, and says, I know, I know. But if we're going to strike at the Golgari, this is the best opportunity. Their leadership is fragmented. And uh, the other says, "Um, but is a blanket arrest order really necessary? And he says, you can't see it in precinct one, but in the other precincts, those closer to the swarm, there's already chaos. This Vraska is dangerous. Her and her goons all need to be arrested. And uh, the other the other nods uh, and he uh, and he says. uh, For Ravnica and the other one nods and uh, and he he turns and uh, and goes and uh, it seems to you that that in in just a few just a few hours a, a general arrest order for all members of the Golgari swarm is about to be uh, about to be uh, put out as an edict by the Senate so you overhear this conversation and I think that we get uh, a reaction shot. We see tax face. What do we see before we, we fade to fade to credits? What is tax response to that? Uh, 
I think it's less like a facial reaction and more like Tack is Tack stands up from wherever they were hiding and moves to the closest opening to the Golgari underground. Yeah, you're I'm like going to abandon the mission. I gotta warn mom. Go back down. <laughs> Yeah, cool. Okay, so we see we see Tack uh, disappear into a. I love that if you're a Golgari and you need to get home, all I gotta do is just dump into the nearest open sewer. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'll just be going now. Excuse me. Step into a manhole. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Okay, so we see you. We see you slip away, and we we fade to black on uh, today's episode. Cool. Things are things are progressing. Um, it's been it's been really fun juggling both the narrative of the game and then Ravnica's own built-in kind of canonic narrative like sometimes i forget that there are events occurring because we get so caught up in the like silly bullshit that the characters are doing it's really fun to be able to jump back and be like yeah while that's happening uh the azoria senate have issued a uh, blanket arrest order for everyone in the golgari essentially declaring war on the swarm let's see how that goes um just fun playing in a world that has its own kind of like living timeline that i can try to follow along with Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you for coming everybody. And thank you, my players for an excellent job. Let's do, let's do XP before we do the shout outs this time. So I don't forget. <laughs> um, so today, and this is really a lot of like setup episode. Um, but there were some scenes. So let's see. Uh, did you learn something about Jace Bellerin, his conspirators or servants? I don't yes. think, what did, what did we learn today? What was the new thing that we learned about Jace or his Balerians? I mean, I, I, yeah, it's if you count Ironclad as a conspirator. We spent a lot of time. Yeah, like I think we already knew. Like this isn't anything like new information. Okay. We're acting on information that we have, but I didn't see. Yeah, I didn't see any new uh, new stuff come up, which is fine. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm sure once you get your hands on Ironclad, <laughs> maybe he'll have some things to say before he dies. Okay. Uh, did anybody express a unique aspect of their class, race, or background? I mentioned my ex girlfriend who was in Celestia. We've talked a little bit about that's true. Past. We did learn, yeah. we did learn a little bit about Torgor because of the, the, yeah, the X angle and that will lead in stuff. So yeah, I think for background that, that qualifies. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Take a point. Um, anybody express their connection to their guild in a meaningful way? I think tack you, you latched on that one right at the end. Um, so that was cool. I liked, I feel like, I feel like for this one, um, that conversation that like road and Torgor had about the, the guildless, I think qualifies right for this one, because it was like road kind of sees the guilds as d- differently than Torgor. And we learned a little bit about the guilds and about their connections to them through that. Cool. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Uh, cool. Um, and then, uh, alignment, anybody's alignment complicate their life in an interesting way. I'm going to argue for myself with this one. I'm going to, I'm going to just advocate for my assholery. Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, I think anytime that tech does a thing that is mm-hmm. like, well, I, I think what was interesting was that it wasn't just like, like you're doing a good job playing tech, not just as like the group asshole. Like that's a level to it, but it's interesting because I feel like every time you do it, the part of you that is like like you said today like tk is like okay tack hang on a second like it's yeah, it's cool like getting kids. access to watching you struggle with that where you're like i want to be the group asshole but also i don't want to ruin the game yeah uh, I'm like, tack's like no or tk's like no don't stab Winnegar. yeah don't, he made you feel a feeling don't do the thing i think that's really cool it's good seeing that so yeah you can't just kill everybody who makes you feel bad yeah 
I'm into it. I'm down. That's um, a different character. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> cool. 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 So everybody mark whatever experience you got today and uh, let's let's shout it out and we'll call it a day. Uh, let's start with Katie this time because that's who I was already pointing at. Katie, oh where can gosh. people find you on the Internet when you're not here? I never go first. This is wild. I'm Katie May. <laughs> You can find me at Twitter at OKKatieMay. Okay, um, if you want to hear me get up to some DM shenanigans, uh, you can listen to Dungeons, Dice, and Everything Nice. We're an all-women, all-comedian Dungeons & Dragons podcast. It takes place in Chicago. If you're in Chicago and you want to see us do a live show, you can head over to International Games Day at your library, which is going to be at Harold Washington Library on November 2nd. We're trying out a new format where we rotate who the DM is every 20 oh. minutes. <laughs> I was waiting for like every session or whatever, every 20 minutes. <laughs> it's one live show and we're switching it out every 20 minutes. We're hoping to get it. We do something weird and crazy every year for C2E2. So mm-hmm. this is our, we're trying this formula to see how it goes. So if you're interested, come to International Games Day at your library. But that's that's all my things. Nice. Nice. Someone in chat suggested that we do youngest to oldest shout outs. <laughs> I think who is the next? This was an easy start. I think who's the next to oldest. After I, think Katie. I think it's me. It's yeah. you. I think it's Masood. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, Masood. How old are you? Wait, I'm, everyone's courageous. Uh, how rude. First we'll do, we'll do them we'll uh, as we go. So yeah. Are you next? Uh, Masood? Yeah. I'm 27. Okay. Uh, yeah. Then so you're probably. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Uh, hey, it's your, it's your Maroon boy. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at M A H R U D E B O I. Um, you know, Twitter, I'm not going to follow you back, but you never know. I might post some interesting things. I'm being a little more active in this space. I almost followed D and D. I almost did it. I was like, if that's that, that should be the one, right? Um, but then You've I been thought, mean to us today. And that, no, no, and then I thought better of it until until they're sweeter to us in our campaign. Ha. No follow yeah. for you. That's right. uh, Lisa. Yeah, uh, Lisa, we love you. You're wonderful. Um, <laughs> but uh, otherwise, you know, I'm around um, doing stuff all over Chicago in terms of comedy things. Um, you can keep up with that. The best way is either on my Instagram or uh, Twitter. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm doing a show on Thursday night at uh, IO at the Arts and Culture Club. Um, it's we're roasting Drake, and I'm very excited about it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Adam, if you have personal feelings about this, but I have. Uh, well, because I'm a Canadian. Yeah, I, 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 I know, I know. He, uh, he's your Tom Hanks. No, but I let, me just, let me just tell you though. <laughs> let me just tell you. He's he's from he's from Ontario, and I'm mm-hmm. from British Columbia, which means. We're not friends, so it's a friendship oh. canceled. Yeah, yeah. I, I live in British Vancouver, Columbia, and I think he's from Toronto. So, like, no, nah, we're it's yeah. fine. Wow, <laughs> Toronto, aka Diet Detroit. Uh, <laughs> yes, take that, Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, if you want other hot geopolitical takes, uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter. But otherwise, I'm gonna be here every Wednesday because this is so much fun. Uh, yeah. Excellent. Cool. Thank you. Uh, all right. Next up, who's the next oldest? Is it hey, Carlos? Should, no, it's it TK. I'm all 32. Right. So, yeah. okay. So now we're getting into the born <laughs> pre 1990. <laughs> um, it me, it, it TK. Uh, I, it's put them on the internet. Um, you can read them. My website is tkjwrites.com. I just uploaded like, or updated my website 
for like the first time in two years and I'm not going to do it again for two more years. So nice. oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's where I am today. Uh, follow me on Twitter. TK joins the fray. Um, every Friday I do tales from the mists, which is kind of a lie because we only have two episodes left. So every Friday until after Halloween, uh, we're doing a live show for extra life at Halloween. Um, and this week I'll be announcing who the special guest is, even though everybody who is playing this game knows who it is, but <laughs> it's not anybody in this game. They just know no. because I never stop talking about myself because I'm <laughs> I will not he- be here next Wednesday, which is good because neither will tack. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was a good little yeah. like slip out the end. Nice. <laughs> Almost scripted, but not. Almost. <laughs> but not. <laughs> yep. That's it. Uh, all right, Carlos, is it you or me? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Uh, can we figure it out through movies? <laughs> <laughs> I hate you both. <laughs> yeah, is there a way we can do this and also alienate Katie? Yeah, uh, is there, is there, is there something to happen? What uh, was what was the number one Aerosmith song? Oh no! Oh yeah. Uh, what was? I can on, tell what you. Was, I can tell you the number one song of the year that I was, uh, the year and the month that I was born, but I can't, I can't tell you, but I I hope it's not an Aerosmith song. Let's what's the, what's the movie that what's the number one movie in the box office the month you were born. Do you remember that? Uh, let's take a look. Not Uh, that you would remember it from that time. You're right. (laughs) There's like all those. Okay. So let's see. So the, the top movie yearly box office results, uh, of the year. Because it's supposed to be the tagline of that movie is supposed to like represent your entire life. Oh no! Oh good. Okay. Mine, mine checks out a hundred percent. Yo, what was mine? Is this is it's gonna be? Uh, mine is return to a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> Since you like, it's okay. not that. Yeah, man. Uh, okay. So when did? Hey. <laughs> Sorry, I've got hook, so that feels oh, nice. very approach. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, hold on. Is yours yours is an eighty one? Is eighty three? Eighty three. You eighty yeah. yeah, three. Okay. Oh, yeah. missed lethal weapon by this. I know the second movie is Terms of Endearment, so that would have been a better <laughs> one. Oh, um, but- I'm Mission Impossible. <laughs> yeah, Mission Impossible. I saw that in the theater. <laughs> wow. Actually, you know what? I am gonna. Uh, Lethal Weapon was the highest grossing the week I was born, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with that one. <laughs> Very nice. So, take it. Uh, it's mine. It's to you, Adam. Yeah. I'm older than you. Oh, yeah. there you go. All right. Uh, well, cool. Uh, thanks for coming, everybody. I don't normally do uh, the, the second to last one. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Skinny Ghost uh, or on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Adam Coble. Uh, I also run lots of other RPG stuff. You can find uh, we have a pretty still pretty brand new fresh out of the oven. Uh, Roll 20 presents campaign. Uh, we're doing Descent into Avernus. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. Uh, it has possibly the sickest theme song of any role-playing game in the history of time. So if you don't tune in live, you'll never get to hear it. So do that. Come on by. Uh, otherwise, find me in those other places. And then last but not least, playing Winnegar, it's Master of Disguise, Carlos Luna. Do it, Carlos. Master of Disguise. His, the tagline for my life is, he is afraid, he is totally alone, he is three million light years from his home. 
E.T. Wow. Uh, e. oh, I was about to say, is that E.T.? Yeah, e. I thought I was thinking uh, last uh, last Starfighter, but that's that's. Oh, oh, that's such a not as great as it was when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, right. It's really movie. bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. revisited that movie uh, maybe last year. It did not. Doesn't hold what up. was no, the it was like laser blossom or something move for that. Oh, God, it was so bad. <laughs> Yep. Anyways, hey, <laughs> my name's <laughs> Carlos Luna. You can find me on all social media under Carlos Crits. You can find me next week at Game Con. And then um, on Sundays uh, on this channel for Rivals of Waterdeep. I don't have anything else planned. Oh, wait, no, that's a lie. Uh, Lost Odyssey. You can also mm. find me at Lost Odyssey in November, mid-November? Mid-November. 13th, yes. something like that? Yeah. Yeah, cool. the 13th. Thank you. Yeah. Nice. Nice, nice. Um, well, cool. Um, Masood's cat, thanks for stealing the limelight and giving us a cat-related shout-out. Yeah, look at that cute animal. Hell yeah. Oh, what a nice way to end the show. Thanks for coming, everybody. This has been Jace Bellerin Must Die. Uh, you know we're getting closer every episode, just a little closer. Uh, Are we, though? I mean, you know, hopefully, hopefully, next, hopefully next episode will be Jace Bellerin's underling a lawyer we don't like must die so we can start there and we'll keep climbing that ladder until we get to uh <laughs> blues traveler himself <laughs> we'll see you next Johnny time Poppins. everybody <laughs> thanks see for y'all. coming bye, bye, bye. bye.